Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! Hey, Henry, what's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show! It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 424, recorded from the Defont Leroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny Southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co host and my cousin, Mike, down in Florida. How are you doing today, Michael? All right, how you doing? Not too bad. What's Good. new down in Florida? Not much. How's the weather down there? It's nice. Starting to get warm? Yeah. yeah it's going to be in the low 90s this, the rest of this week. It's usually, once you get to May, you're pretty much consistently in the high 80s, low 90s. That's correct, yep. When do the when do the afternoon thunderstorms start? Usually uh, the weather guy said that we're going to start seeing our summer patterns this week. Oh, really? It's just gonna stick around, or you're just gonna get no. like a few days of it. You think? Yeah, maybe just a few days of it. Gotcha. But consistently, like end of June through basically oh, August, yeah. you get it. Through, oh no, no September. No, that's true. All the way September. through September parts. That's the best, best one of the day. That is the best one of the day. How's the golf game coming along? Uh, it's not bad. I think we, I think we won big on Saturday. The quarter game. Yeah, we won big. Alex, Alex shot seventy-five. Alex Detweiler. Yeah. How's he? He's uh, he's hot and cold, isn't he? Though. Yeah, he's pretty good, though. He's 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 good. He's a good player. But he, it sounds like from what you tell me, he could shoot like seventy two and then go out and shoot ninety one the next. Round. Mm, that's a that's a stretch. Like the day that he was hot, eighty three, forty six, thirty four. That's tough. That's, that's tough. tough. I mean, that's good playing. I'd be happy with forty six, obviously out there, but that's nuts to have that in the same round. Is hard in to the do, same round. It? Oh yeah, that's gonna drive you nuts. I told you, Scotty went flying the other day, right? <laughs> yeah, you said you're rubbing off on him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever it's get your putter fix? Or are you still using that backup? Still one? using the old one. No, no reason to invest in it. No, I can't. Get, no, I can't get a shaft for the uh, for the spider. Yeah, they're they're gonna try to make some baby formula first, and then. Get get on my shaft. Is that why the shaft is in, in the back of the production line? Yeah, it's way in the back of the production line. Is that real? That you can't get a shaft for it? Is I can't that... get a shaft for it. No, that's interesting. They can't put just like it has to be a special like the. Yeah, it's one, one of those special ones. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> Behind the baby formula, you very topical, sir. I asked Kurt if he's ever broken a putter. Yeah. He said he hasn't, but he has thrown one into the woods and he couldn't find it after. <laughs> that's almost worse. That's that's good, isn't it? It's way worse. Why would you go look for it? If you throw it in the woods, like you have to just leave it. Do you really? Yeah, that was like the ball that I kicked on one. It 
palm, right? Yeah, exactly. And you told me I couldn't go get it after. Yeah. Did you ever see? Have you ever seen two people melt down on the same like same exact part? Oh, well, you and Schaefer? Yeah. It's tough to when someone like Schaefer melts down. That's bad. Right. Because he doesn't even have expectations of being decent. He plays like twice a year. Right. Not that we're any good, but like you have somewhat expectations. <laughs> what that made was... him melt down? Do you even remember? I have no idea. I was in a zone that day. I played good. I think he chipped over the green and then chipped back over the green again. And then I think the club went. <laughs> that was hole one, too. That wasn't even a buildup. That was round one, hole one, wasn't it? Yes. Or was that? Oh, no, that was round two, I believe, hole one. Because we had played the Magnolia the day before, I believe. You like meltdowns, though, don't you? They're fun, yeah. But you can't go, you can't search for your club. If you throw your club into the woods, you can't go looking for it, digging through the poison ivy and yeah, you, yeah. But the I think the leaves. problem is, is that you, you, your intent is not to lose the club. Yeah, what happens is you just lose it and you throw it, and then as soon as I mean, when it's midair, you realize you made a mistake. You have to commit to it, though. That's part of the game of being a hothead. No, I disagree with you. Throwing it into the woods is a, as good as snapping it. You just have to let it go at that point. Yeah, but if you snap it, you can still fix it. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, mean what if, if you, you what if you threw it in the pond? Are you going diving for it? If it's your tail, if it's your driver, I am. Well, yeah, but I'm not throwing my driver. See, I I can't. I don't get that hot. I guess I don't have that. <laughs> Every time I hit that thing, I'm like, that was such a good investment. Is it? Is it just, is it so pure? Oh, I'm hitting it so good, parts. It, you love it, don't you? I do. I hit two bad drives every round where I just miss the ball. Like, I chunk it for some reason. But every other one is so good. <laughs> I was hitting, I was picking spots and just hitting it straight. Like, I never hit it straight. I watched a YouTube video about three weeks ago with Harry Higgs in it. And he was playing with like amateur guys and they, he was talking to him, talking them through the swing and what he does. And he told the guy, the guy's like a six, seven handicap that he's playing with. And he's like, where are you aiming the shot? He's like, I have no idea. He's like, I just tee it up. He's like, what, what's your, like, what's your plan? I don't have a plan. I'm just going right. to swing, which is basically which what is, you and I do every time. Right. Yeah. We just try not to put it in people's backyards. He's like, no, don't. You need to have a plan. You got to pick a spot. He's like, oh, I'll aim at the bunker. He's like, no, you can't aim at a bunker. The bunker's 40 yards wide. You got to pick a spot. He's like, see that tree out there? He's like, yeah. He's like, aim at that tree. So I've been trying to think of that every time now that I'm on the tee. I just find something specific and small to aim at. And I don't, it's probably just mental, but it's been working in my head. And it's like, been working, huh? It's just, I say, I'm aiming at this, and that's where I'm going to hit it. And that doesn't always go perfect, but it's been better. It's just like, a I don't know, golf's such a mental game that sometimes it's something stupid like that that you have to just do it. Maybe it slows you down just a hair, just enough to reset something in your brain where it works. I don't know. I have no idea. It could just be luck. I mean, I, my, my driver game could go in the complete toilet the next time I go out and play, too. That's always a possibility. So who's to say? I'm enjoying it, though. Hitting it good off the tee 
makes it so much fun. Even though you don't score, you that doesn't mean you're going to score. But hitting it good off the tee makes it so fun, doesn't it? Well, because you have good thoughts. Because when you put it when you put it in somebody's backyard right away, that entire hole you're effed. Right. You but when you hit shot. one down the yeah. middle, you have lots of good thoughts going through your head. You're like, get it on the green. Maybe you get a chance at birdie. Worst you're gonna do is, you know, snuggle it up there and make a tap in par. Unless you're at Sarah Bay, then you're thinking three putt. Well, yeah, but you know, but you have to think the right way. Anyway. But yes, you're right. It is more difficult there. Can't even hit it on the green there. It's almost impossible to keep the ball on the green. Alex hit one on fifteen. You know, that's a tough par four. Yeah. I like that hole a lot. And that's was, like the number one handicap hole, isn't it? Yeah, for part definitely for par fours. It might it's one or two. It might be the toughest on that side, and I think seven's the number one overall. But either way. And he hit the pin was kind of back right. Mm-hmm. And he hit the green, but he was front left. And he had a good 35, 40 footer. And he made a lousy first putt. And like I always say at that golf, you get pissed when you miss the six footer coming back, but it's the first putt that sets you up for. Yeah, Failure. you got to be able to lag it. You got to be able to. So, you know, ah, son of another three putt, blah, blah, blah. So we go to 16 and I let him cut. Not, he, he wasn't fuming, but I let him just play 16. And when we were done with our round, I said, let me ask you a question. I said, you were pretty pissed about three putt and 50. And I said, between you and I, did, were you expecting a two putt? He's like, no, I fully expected a three putt. I'm like, yeah, I mean, because I'm like, not to be an ass, I'm like, but if he if he two putts this, this is going to be a damn good two putt. Had a ton of break, you know those putts there. It's tough, but you also can't have that in your head, right? It's bad. It, that's bad thinking. But it, it's it's hard not to think that on those greens because some of those greens are big, and you got no chance if you're in the wrong spot. Thinking of like number two, if you're above the hole on number two, you got no chance. You're screwed. No chance. And he, had, oh, that little prick, Carlisle. Man, he, on 17. <laughs> you don't like Carlisle, huh? No, I don't like his pin placements. He kills us on Saturday. <laughs> so on 17, you know that false front? Yeah. 17. He literally had the pin right on that hill. Oh, you kidding me? Like when you were putting, you could see the, the curvature of the hole. Like oh, he had to put the hole, it was like sideways when he was putting the cup in. <laughs> and I'm and I'm a, and I'm just looking. I'm like, oh, this is this is really stupid. I mean, it was literally like when you stand. It, it's that place is miserable. You broke ninety though, not long ago. Yeah, no, I've been I've been hitting the ball a little bit better. I started with a par. I went par bogey par Saturday. Quick five points through three holes. Really feeling good about myself. That's all it takes. We're not a, we're not expecting to make pars on every hole. But if you can get the f- through the first like four or five holes without a double, you start feeling real good. Mm-hmm. Bogey golf is what you need. You know you're gonna make you're gonna back your way into two or three pars each side, and then if you could just do the rest bogeys, you're in pretty good shape. That's right. But it's those it's those crooked numbers that get us those sixes, they, those sevens, and they just they kill you. They come out of nowhere, and they get you. They definitely do. It's amazing, though, how you can go from so good to so bad within the course of, like, one hole to the next. Some holes are just in your head. Well, do you have any, are any holes at Sarah Bay just in your head completely that you just know you're a double is, like, 
coming. Nah, not not terribly. Seven still kills me. That's a tough hole. And yeah. I've been. Um, other than that, no, I haven't really. For some reason, well, you know those two those two stupid par threes on the front are in my head. Yeah, number twelve. For some reason, for some reason, those houses look a lot closer than they are, and I snap <laughs> yeah. everything onto that. Oh, you just double cross yourself there. I just, yeah, I just double cross. Ever since I hit it two streets over. Oh no! I found the fairway green and regulation in two pot. That that started my, pissing Mike off. Yeah, they didn't like that. That's when Mister Post was really starting to steam, and then making a Sandy on thirteen. <laughs> he was hot. <laughs> Well, then I think I I parred the next two after that. Yeah. 14 or 15. The number one. They were getting shot. That was the only hole they were getting shots, and I made a par to have the hole. I tell you last week that I was entering all my scores into my... um Into the app? Yeah. And I started getting pissed again because I was reliving. <laughs> you remembered how, how bad some of those... Yeah, I started, I started like squeezing my phone like it was a stress <laughs> ball. That's not good, parts. Like I look like there was that one where I four putt and I'm like, all right, I'm like fairway green and regulation double bogey. I go, how the f did I make a double bogey? Oh, oh four f doing... putts, and then I started like smashing my phone a little bit. Because <laughs> you're doing the stats, the hole by hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, so I'm reliving up. and I'm starting to get angry. I'm like, it was eight weeks ago. You gotta like, you already got pissed at that point. You can't. You might want to let it go at this. point. Right, right, yeah, right. But no, I started squeezing the phone. <laughs> You're a mess. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the best if I went in a garage and just smashed a club? You got to take the club out. Bring you it. You don't out, even have them. They're at the truck. course. You got to get one of your old clubs to break. Just you break an old old club. <laughs> I still think that YouTube channel would be fantastic. Of just breaking clubs. Yeah, like or just doing tests. Clubs. Yeah, testing the clubs. I think you got to do that. That would be so good. The only thing is, though, it's it's it's. It's big upfront investment. Like you can't go buy that tailor made driver and just smash it. And like, no, you got to do like you know, the reviews stuff first until you get like a following. Then they're gonna start sending you clubs. These companies to, <laughs> to break them, just toss them at trees and like you go to Salvation Army and you pick up an old like set of Hague Ultras from 1971 for. Would you? You'd watch that channel, correct? Oh, absolutely! I'd watch that channel. You wouldn't. Like like just a brand new stealth being smashed against a T marker. That would be yeah, because you gotta get you gotta figure out ways like <laughs> the tree test, the cart test, throwing it. Oh, so now I'm damaging Darren's fleet. Just tossing yeah, you them can't in. do that. I guess that's not good. But like, you have to have different ways to try to break them and see how they hold up. Like the smash into the ground, the step on the head. Like when you step on the iron head and wiggle it. Sometimes like you like to do that. That's your move. You know right. what? You know what? Have you ever wanted to just put it on the ground and then just grab it by the handle and snap it? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what you try That's to like do. strangling. That's like stra- that's so intimate right there. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's a lot of uh a lot of baggage <laughs> getting unloaded on that one. But yeah, that's not just like a he snap. Like that's a strangle right there when you just grab the handle and you're stepping on the right in the middle you Pull it up <laughs> because there's a lot of thought that goes into that. There's because, so much thought because there's a lot just... of tension because you got to keep going because <laughs> it gets to that point where you're like, if I do any more, it's going to break and you just go that extra inch. 
<laughs> like if you just smash it into the ground once and the head pops off, that's just a moment where you lost your head. When you're actually like slowly bending it and pushing your foot against it and you're pulling it towards you, you see the shaft just start to bow. And you know you have like another inch of tension that you could put into it and you just keep going. That's like psychopath behavior, right? Some deep-seated issues getting resolved out on the golf course. Uh, I, I, st- I stuck the handle in the crown on number 16. <laughs> That's my we're, favorite one to do. We were da- we were downwind. No, I'm talking about the grip, not even not the Oh, the gr- I'm sorry. Yeah, I like to put the head right into the ground when I get mad. <laughs> so with downwind, I'm like, oh, finally I can hit eight iron, right? And I just hit about six feet behind it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad that the ball wasn't even in like the short part of the par three where they actually mow. Oh, now still in that thick Bermuda rough in front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just do the toss, right? So it's a thick Bermuda rough and it's a little wet. So the grip actually stuck in. So you got the grip and then the head sticking out the other way. So they let me just, you know, they walk away from me and I pick yeah. up the club and clean it stuff. So after the round, Alex goes. Kurt, have you ever seen that on 16? He's like, like stick the he stuck the grip in there. I've never seen that, never seen that the before. To do. <laughs> I have to say that is that is more difficult uh, to do. Yeah, sticking the grip. Yeah, that's not easy. Yeah, I want to see this YouTube channel of the breaking clubs. I don't know how you start. Like, there's got to be like a formula. You gotta kind of work out those logistics and stick to it. You'll be like Rick Shields instead of like the track man, you'll have like the brake man or something. You'll have to get like a all these tools to break the to check like the tensile strength. Get them stuck in trees. Yeah, exactly. And come back like a week later on your channel and show that it's still there. It's still in the tree, yep. See if they float, like some of the, <laughs> throw them in the water. Oh, this one floated for eight seconds before it sank to the bottom. That's good. You can always get a chance to retrieve it with your ball retriever. I don't, that's the one thing I'm surprised you haven't broken is the ball retriever. I did, but I think it was because it was salt water. You sp- you have to dry that thing down. It rusted. Oh, but I'm saying out of being mad because you're only using it after you hit a bad shot. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been close. I banged it a few times. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's something that I wouldn't even want to have just for that reason. Because anytime I'm using it, I'm already seeing red. Right. <laughs> then you got to extend the thing. You feel like such an idiot pulling it out. <laughs> My umbrella was really dumb. I mean, why would you? Why would you snap an umbrella? <laughs> uh, I mean, economically, it makes the most sense out of anything in the bag to snap. Yeah, but you can't get it fixed. That just went in the garbage can on. Yeah, but I mean, if you snap a three wood, that's like an eighty dollars shaft at least, right? At least an umbrella is only going to cost you thirty bucks to replace. That's true. Yeah, these Sun Mountains are pretty expensive, though. Yeah, well, you get the point, though. Yeah, no, I. Well, that being said, should we take our first break here? Sure. All right, we'll be right back.
All right, we are back from break, episode number 424 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. And this week, we are going to discuss some uh, interesting, uh, I would say an interesting conversation that somebody had on Disney's website, and then uh, some of my tentative dining plans and some options for my uh, July trip coming up in just uh, just a couple months, parts. That's That's right around the corner. Have yeah. you been have you been stalking the uh, the hotels yeah. still, or is it anything changed really? I haven't really looked. No, I didn't know if it's if anything's changed much on the on that front as far as uh, your availability and your options. But you want to start with that uh, that tweet that I sent you earlier. Or you want to start with the dining options. It's it's completely up to you. This is your show. This is my show. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit of dining. Let's get some some good vibes going here so in uh in july we have a trip coming up where i have uh a bigger family trip which is myself my wife and the two girls plus uh my wife's father her brother and his uh, significant other so there'll be seven of us kind of doing our thing around for four nights i believe when they're there and then we're extending ours further on after that for another four nights and oh excuse me there's things that we want to do as a group and then things that we're looking to do on our own just the four of us but we don't have a lot set and like one of the things we've been trying to determine which i'm kind of looking what you think since you love spending my money, especially on food, not nothing better than that, is there? No. Like when you when you go up to property, I love looking at the menus and seeing what you're getting. So now you get a chance to kind of see what it's like from the other side. But the first day we're going to be going to uh, Animal Kingdom, and so we're looking to maybe do dining, whether it's a lunch or a dinner reservation, potentially for that first and it doesn't have to be in the park doesn't have to be at animal kingdom we're willing to potentially travel but it's also going to be our first day people might get a little tired especially the girls so i don't know exactly if we're going to be wanting to go maybe to disney springs for instance because that might be a lot after a long day at animal kingdom but we'll see uh, the book's always open on that but i had suggested uh Maybe just doing different quick serves. I know you're kind of anti that. You like a nice sit down to break it up, don't you? Yeah. But it's just there's not a lot of. Uh, there's not a ton of options at Animal Kingdom for sit downs that. You're going to get seven different people all satisfied with. I mean, you could try Yak and Yeti. Which I've never been to. I know you've been kind of dying to go there. I've for been the dying. Sitting. That's on my short list of places that I haven't been to. Now, I mean, that seems like that would be the most like everyone's happy, family friendly kind of thing for for a sit down. Correct. Kind of relaxed atmosphere. Now, I'm dying to go to Tiffins. I just don't know if that's the way to way to do it because there's a lot of. Uh, yeah, I know. That's an I know. adventurous option for especially with two kids. 
And that's that's not a short dining experience. They're always going to have stuff for those little weasels, though. You know that you can get chicken nuggets. No, they have. I was looking at the kids' menu there, and it is it's not bad. And there's actually, um, I actually want to tell you about it because I think you'd actually be somewhat impressed by the children's menu there when I was looking at it. So they can get grilled shrimp, grilled chicken, shredded beef tacos, and then this other thing called impossible bunny chow. I don't know what that is. That's like the vegetarian option. But then there's also like falafels, side dishes they can get, rice, mac and cheese, vegetable, fresh fruit. So it's not like a crazy... But it's not just hamburger, French fries kind of stuff right. either. It's nice that it's it's more of a, uh, you know, a little nicer being at a fancier restaurant. Now you did you did go to Tiffin's. Was yes, that, sir. When was that? Was that after the reopening? Or was that before? After Corona? was it? Oh, yeah. And you said it was one of the best oh. experiences you've had. Dining. Oh, it was fantastic. Is it worth the hype? Is it worth the price? Nothing's worth the price parts. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's worth it. it it's good. The only you thing I, I don't love is that um, there's not a ton. I mean, I guess it changes, so it's hard to really know. You're not You're not guaranteed anything on the menu because they change them pretty often there. Like I know that uh, the whole fish is kind of their signature thing, but I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot to spend. I'm just thinking of a group of seven people. That's an easy, what four hundred dollar dinner with five adults and two kids. What do you? What What did you guys? Do you remember approximately what you spent? Just two of you. <laughs> Buck change it had to be over a hundred, right? After it wasn't tip, terrible, though. Place. It was surprising. I guess it depends, you know, with cocktails and stuff too, because I know some people in that party are going to be wanting to get a cocktail or two, and that, that that adds up quickly. I don't know. I do the the butter chicken. That's something I've had not there, obviously, but I've had butter chicken before, and it's something I really like that flavor. And uh, I'd be really interested in trying it at a, a very nice restaurant and see how good it is. And the short rib sounds good. That's what you had, right? The braised short rib? Or some version oh, of that? I think Su- I think Susie got that, and I got the steak. Oh, the they don't even have a steak on the menu right now. They just have a surf and turf. Yeah, what's in it? Uh, spiced beef tenderloin, seared scallops, uh, potato, vegetable, with a butter and cola demi glaze. Yep, that's what I got. Oh, is it the same thing? Yep. So that's a that's a possibility. I just don't know if uh, we're gonna get everyone on board with that. Um, but there's also the possibility, and you know what I've actually been thinking of, and I think this is a place that you haven't been to, or if you have, it's been a long time. Is the boat rights? at port orleans have you eaten there oh absolutely yeah 
Okay, recently, not obviously recently, not since it reopened, but no, it's kind of like family. Like you can get a platter there now. Yeah, Peter likes meter went and, and got the platter there. Let's break out that menu. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. What was you didn't get a you don't want to spoil his thoughts on it until we look at it. Yeah. So we got I'm getting a lot of messages right here. Let's see, Boatwright Dining Hall dinner. Right now. They have French onion soup, which is always a good start. That that's uh, available. Mardi Gras fritters, house-made pimento cheese fritters with pepper jelly. That sounds pretty good. And boudin balls, a mix of andouille sausage, smoked sausage. Do you want to sausage. send me that, or you just? I'm just good. I was just reading it. Yeah, yeah I'll send it over, of course. On uh, on all ears, which is where I go for menus. Because the Disney website's so unreliable when you try to search their their menus, half the times it doesn't come up. I sent it in the uh, the private chat here, parts. But then they have this. Uh, they have a regular menu with entrees: jambalaya, salmon, prime rib, shrimp and grits, Nashville hot chicken. But then they have the all-you-care-to-enjoy chef's platter for $35. It's got ribs, Nashville hot chicken, smoked sausage, barbecue beef brisket, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, and green beans. I mean, that's hard to hard to pass up, that filth platter, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it all depends. I think that one sounds really good, and actually, Peter likes meter. He had the prime rib. I'm guessing he's a steak guy, right? No, I think he did the platter, and he said it was great. Oh, okay. Because he know he always says that this is one of the worst restaurants on property. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, the picture looks. I'm just looking at a quick picture of it. It looks okay. And I've eaten there twice, and I've mm-hmm. actually I've loved it. Oh, okay. Both times that I've been, uh, they I I think I I would get like their fish. Yeah, they have a a blackened salmon. I'm sure that's not always. That's what not it is, what I you got. Wouldn't, you wouldn't get that necessarily, but um, yeah, what? Yeah, they don't have the what I got. Uh, I got like a blackened, either a mahi or a tilaps, tilapia, yeah. maybe something. It was good. Um, this is one of Scott Campbell's favorite restaurants. Really? And he actually his go to is the General Fulton's prime rib. Okay. He got it. We went with him the first time I ever went there. He he had just moved here and his family was still up in Tennessee. So we did a water park and then we had dinner over there. And he ended up getting that. It looked really good. That's you wouldn't think of getting a prime rib at, at that place. But No, but you know what? I'm not a prime rib guy. I never order it. It's not my favorite cut. So I'm not going to order it at a restaurant. You know, I, what? that's like I'm a the, wedding dish. I'm the same way. But. I always said, I always said, how good would it be at a at a huge big time steakhouse? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I get it all the time. Whenever they have it at Stag, I mean, the chef, I don't know what he does to it, but he gets it so damn crunchy on the outside. And I mean, mean, his the ends look so good, and I like mine rare, but Kurt likes the ends just because they're so crunchy. And oh my god, you could just grab it with your hand and just eat it. It's so good. I love, I do love prime rib. Yeah, I I mean, I get that. It's if it's not lazy, that's what I'm saying. I think at a good steakhouse, it would be really good. 
But yeah, when like you're just you said, doing yeah. banquet style, like you said, for weddings, because it's so freaking easy to do to serve right a hundred people. Yeah, that, that, it just reminds me of like the buffet, like the carving station at the buffet, which it's not bad. And that's the perfect place for it for me, because it's not what I would order, but I'll take a little piece of it and try it. And if it's good, then maybe go back for a little more. Because it's we... really hard to mess up red meat, isn't it? It's hard to mess it up, yeah. Because where did we get it? At 1900, where it was pretty good, right? They had the prime rib at the carving station, I think, yeah. when we went a few years yeah. ago. Um, But the menu, I mean, this is a pretty good menu that I think most people would find something they would like. The jambalaya, you can't go wrong with that. It's got slow-cooked spicy shrimp, andouille sausage, and chicken served over rice. A blackened salmon. Again, that's with dirty rice, seasonal vegetables, pickled onions, and brown butter beurre blanc sauce. You got the prime rib. You got deep south shrimp and grits. Shrimp and dewy sausage served with spicy cream sauce over creamy Charleston-style grits. You can get the natural hot chicken, or you can get that filthy platter. I mean, that's, that's a pretty solid menu, and... For being able to just walk over there and enjoying it at Riverside after a day at the parks, that's hey, not a bad option. Hey, hey, too. Also, also, see if Yeehaw Bob is playing. Yeah, exactly. I want to enjoy the, the resort at night a little bit as well. That's a good point. And then the kids, you know, they can't go wrong. They can get the mac and cheese. They can get the cheeseburger, grilled chicken, grilled fish. Speaking the, of uh, mac and cheese, did you agree with my sample. take? earlier on on those on our group chat yeah that was that's not good yeah you you're right about that it's the bulk mac and cheese five days a mm-hmm. week and that and that you know most likely yeah that yeah i mean you saw there was like an opened like tv dinner on top of that microwave <laughs> that didn't look too good either and whoever that was it's not going to get cleaned up so you're just going to see like cockroaches fl- coming out of that thing yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're the thickhead. It's not mine. I'm not cleaning up. As yeah, exactly. Yep. Gagging it's in there. Exactly. Like, dude, just, I don't care. Just throw it away. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Somebody, we just got to bite the bullet here and get it done. Oh, good. I'd be at the point where I would just throw it away and be like, well, we just got to buy a new microwave now. Like, that's one where you almost can't even clean it. It's like, no, there's nothing you can do. Throw that it away and start over. Done. I've done that before. Like if something you forget yes. about it in the fridge and it's in like a Tupperware container. Oh, the Tupperware it's been there goes. for like you get it's been in there for like two months and you look at it, it's just growing mold. I don't even clean that thing out. That goes right in the garbage, the whole Tupperware. That's I'm I'm at I just bloop, that's a I'll buy another I'd rather buy another Tupperware than have to clean that thing out. Anyway. So I what the, I mean, I think the worst too is when you find when you find something in the back, it was actually something good. Oh, it's a double whammy because it was like, like a piece of steak from you like forgot Amare, about it. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh no! And then it's gone bad. Okay. You should see. Anytime I've done that, like I have a bad stomach for that. I gag when I have to like clean out the moldy stuff from the fridge. Oh, I'm fine with that. I'm okay. I do. I can do that. I can't like Sarah laughs at me because she doesn't bother her. But if I'm doing it, I'm like sitting at the sink, like holding my nose, not looking at it, and just like dry heaving, like trying to clean the stuff out. It's 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 like the one thing that gets to me. Anyway, you're right though. Yeehaw Bob is a great option after the dinner. 
And also over at the French Quarter side in their lounge, they have like live jazz music a lot of nights as well. Yeah, there's in Scat Cat's lounge. It's a very underrated place, I I think. So I kind of want to, you know, with Animal Kingdom closing relatively early, I think that'd be a good thing to maybe just do a hangout at the resort night on the first night, try to relax, maybe take a dip in the pool late night before showers and bed. Not a bad way to do it. So I'm leaning that way. And then for our second, you're having some microphone issues over here, parts. I think I might take it apart and just sit back in my chair. Oh, really? Is that what's happening right now? I think that's what I'm going to do. Let's see if I can. This is an easier way to do this. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, boy. This could get ugly. Oh, and now you're muted. You unplugged it. You have no microphone right now. (laughs) The best laid plans of mice and men. I think it must have unplugged from the computer or something. We have we have the no microphone symbol going on. As we, I'm gonna live. We're gonna live uh, commentate this. He's plugging the USB back in. He's probably gonna have to go into the settings and unmute it now. Let's see if this works out. He's moving the beer. Most importantly, you gotta keep that safe. You're still on mute, parts. Oh, I think we have you back. Here we go. All right, we're back. Okay. That, that was a that was a misstep there, wasn't it? No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're just gonna do the same thing again. Yeah. Let's see if again. we learn. What did you say the other day? The definition of insanity? Doing the same. Yeah, thing but that's over? only when you're trying to talk to Doug and Mike. That's a good point. All right, we're back. So that's the first day. The second day, we're we're doing Magic Kingdom, and we're thinking uh, since we'll be over there, that's going to be a good hoop de do review. Everyone, everyone seems real keen to do that to go over uh they are not accepting reservations yet i think in another week they'll open it up for reservations i don't know if it's going to be a hot ticket right out of the gate but i'm gonna have to hop on that that's another one you gotta pay up front though that kills me especially when it's for like seven people that's going to be a big uh big chunk on the credit card bill there but we'll make what it happen putting all this on for to get points or something well, no, but somebody's got to make it. We're not going to do two separate reservations for like four or three. I That's know. true. And how much is it? 70, 70 bucks a pop? Is that what it is? I don't even know. They uh-huh. haven't. Did they release the price? I don't remember what it was before it closed, but I'm sure it'll be a little bit more than it was. In the 50s, I want to say. But that could be way off. I don't remember. Now, are there any heavy drinkers in your party other than potentially me? Well, me. Yeah. Uh, that's probably it. Uh, I mean, Yergina and Yergina Jr., they'll drink some juice, but I don't think they're going to get the picture of Yinglings or anything like that. Uh, Mike, he'll have a beer or two, but he's not going to get crazy. Michael might. You never know. Especially the sangria. They they do pictures of sangria as well, right? Yeah, you're going to get, get your money's worth, Pods. Yeah, well, that's true. He might do that. We, we, there's a potential. So that's the one that uh, that's up in the air because I don't, they, they don't have that open. But that's pretty much what everyone wants to do. So I'm pretty sure we're going to do that on that day. And then after that, we have Epcot Center. And that's the first day of the Food and Wine Festival. Oh, I could care less. But they want to do that. So we're just going to do that for our meals, eat around at the booths and stuff and try things out. So nothing planned there. 
they leave the next day, midday. That's crazy. You're coming in July. Wasn't the food and wine always like September? Yeah, it starts like the Flower and Garden Festival ends July 3rd, and the food and wine starts July 14th. Now, I'll rip that all day long because it's so irritating, but there's nothing special about it anymore. No. No. I mean, you like the concerts still if there's a band that you like. Like, that's still a good thing. It just spreads it out more, though. Again, it's just you kind of anticipate almost every weekend of the entire year there's a festival going on. It's like one well, weekend in July. It goes to no their festival. business model. Everybody always talks about how all they're out to do is make money, which is true, which is... Of course. But they did the festivals during certain times when it wasn't peak to try to drive people in. Right. And now they say, well, I mean, if we can get somebody to spend $45 on a ravioli, three raviolis at Italy, why would we close these booths up? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I don't mind. I mean, it's something that I think as those guys that haven't been in 20 years, they might like to experience it for you. It's it's something you avoid. It means nothing to me anymore because it's just it's not special. It's like having Christmas dinner every night. and Right. Exactly. However, that's that's the main plan. So that's what we were thinking of for that. And then uh, right now, the only other reservation I have is uh, we're doing Hollywood Studios the day they leave. So they're leaving relatively early. We're going to head to Hollywood Studios. And then I was talking to Sarah and she said that she loves the Cobb salad at Hollywood Brown Derby. And that's all I had to hear. I made a reservation for four right there as soon as she said that. So we're going to have dinner at the Hollywood Brown Derby. Because I was thinking Mama Melrose, which I like a lot. Yeah, I do too. But ooh, but, Brown but if your significant other suggests Hollywood Brown Derby, yeah, you, you don't, don't you don't talk her out of that. It was it's the same thing as my. I learned putt. that from you a couple weeks ago when we were playing. Me and Alex were playing with these two guys, and they said Doc Scott gives putts three, four footers sometimes. Yeah. So I lagged one down eight. He said guy goes pick it up and i looked at alex he goes don't let don't have him tell you twice pick the damn ball up and put it in your pocket i said okay uh have you been there uh we went on our honeymoon so it's been a while you know what you gotta get you're not a big fillet guy their fillet is to die for i think that's what i had when i went it's so good i'm looking at the menu right now. oh it's so good but listen to this this they have a 50th anniversary menu yeah, so does California Grill. No, but it's not just it's but there's certain things that are specials on the 50th and this first one really has me going. Filet mignon with Walt Disney's roast beef hash. Asparagus, wild mushrooms and brandy mustard cream. So you're getting a filet and you're getting roast beef hash with the filet as a side dish. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yes. And then they have uh, some 50th anniversary cocktails, but that that dinner sounds sounds pretty good. The roasted tomato cream soup with lump crab, capers, and fried garlic. That sounds Ooh. pretty good. Charcuterie board, you can't go wrong with that. Yep. You know, Sarah wants the Cobb salad for her meal, which is an entree there. That's fantastic. And it's only 20 bucks. So at a signature, a $20 entree. Not worth bad. every dime. That is such a good salad. Oh, yeah. And she can get 
grilled chicken on it for an extra yeah seven i bucks think you could throw shrimp on it too i think yeah shrimp is nine bucks grilled chicken seven so for 27 or 29 bucks that's a full meal that's one where you almost almost want to do the split like you say we'll get the cob salad and then we'll split that and then we pick something else for an entree and split it but our tastes don't align in that the problem is is i'm gonna split the salad and i want my own entree you want your own entree yeah but see like that the filet sounds good that 50th anniversary filet but then i see seafood chipino lobster Mm -hmm. scallop shrimp calamari and halibut in an aromatic tomato broth Shrimp and scallop Newberg. Shrimp sea scallops in a sherry cream sauce served with blue crab toast. Mm-hmm. Got a seasonal fish with blue crab meat, roasted turnips, almond, and spiced brown butter sauce. Do they have the filter on the dinner menu? Is that just they don't? Lunch? It's not on there anymore at all. It's not on the lunch menu either. I looked. Pan seared fish of the day with crawfish, succotash, and a citrus chimichurri. You know what actually sounds really good? It's something I've never had. Is the cacovin, which what is the a, hell is that? I've never heard of that. It's a free range chicken that is served in like a red wine sauce. They cook it like all day in this red wine sauce. It's supposed oh, to be. Do fantastic. we have a picture of that or no? There's not a picture of it on oh, their website. That sounds so good, parts. Like we always talk about not getting the chicken dishes when we go out, but that one actually intrigues me quite a bit. Yeah. Then they got a braised short. I mean, this menu is really good. Brown Derby. Braised short rib with parsnip puree, spring vegetables, succotash, and a truffle aioli. I'm making that tomorrow. You're making a braised short rib? Yeah. Sounds pretty good. I mean, that cob salad's unbelievable, though. It's so good. They mix it right at the table side. It looks so good. They got a salmon dish. I think that is a very, very, very underrated restaurant yeah no one really talks about it as far as nobody talks about it for a signature do they not really gotta go to yachts man gonna go to county grill and then people love that grapefruit cake which is not my not my cup of tea i don't like grapefruit but it looks good it's it's delicious do you like grapefruit though i love grapefruit yes i can't really taste it i love grapefruit And then they have uh, even the side dishes. Grilled asparagus with a fried egg and black garlic truffle vinaigrette. Spoon bread with lavender honey butter. I don't even know what that is. And a shrimp mac and cheese. Chili garlic gremolata orecchiette pasta and cheddar sauce. And the shrimp mac and cheese, 16 bucks. I mean, that looks pretty good for a side dish too. So I'm excited about going there. It kind of makes the trip to Hollywood Studios worth it because I wasn't really excited to go to Hollywood Studios. but. It'll be good. That'll be a good way to to cap off the day there. And who knows? Maybe they'll uh, announce Fantasmic is open again by the time we go back. Because they've been waiting like forever to reopen that thing. I'm guessing not, though. They probably would have announced it by now if it was going to be open in July. I haven't been in Hollywood Studios. Uh since well i guess most of them i haven't been since 2019 but we didn't even do a full day there when i went last time in uh hollywood studios star wars wasn't even open yet it was still under construction the last time i was there 
So a lot, a lot has changed the Hollywood studios since yeah, the last time. Pretty much I was had there. just sing-alongs all day. Yeah, exactly. So that's all I have right now planned, and then I couldn't make reservations until today or tomorrow for my second leg of my trip for dining because it hadn't opened up the window yet because it's a separate stay. Um, but I don't think we're going to do anything crazy on those days. Oh, I did make the Cinderella's Royal Table. I forgot to mention that. We're going to do lunch there. And I that's $250 lunch for four people. How's that? That sounds awful. <laughs> I, I didn't even look at the menu. That was just one that's a pure experience thing. They're the perfect ages. They're seven and five. Uh, Boy, do they have you by the balls, and I'm not even talking about your two girls. No, you're talking about Disney. I know what you're Oh, meant. my God. It's a pure experience. And the, the kicker of it is, and we'll get into this. This will segue nicely into the next thing we we're going to talk about. They don't even have the other places, which I wanted to do instead. The one in Epcot, Akershus. Yeah. It isn't even open again. No. That was like a princess meal for like half the price. I was like, well, right. let's do that one instead. Probably the food's better, more low-key. Yeah, I mean, you're just getting cold cuts and, and yeah, cold asparagus, which is probably, like you said, better than what you're going to get at the royal table. But regardless, that didn't, that's not even open yet, which will bring us to our next point. We had a little, uh, a somewhat viral uh, tweet from Len Testa. Who Len is, would Testa. He's in charge. He started Touring Plans, the website. And so he's a big, you know, Disney guy. Like, he's not putting out false information, basically, no. is what I'm trying to say here. No. Like, you see, you see those kind of things, like what we're going to talk about, and you have to check the source because sometimes people try to, you know, do it for shock value or likes and just try to get things going. But, but Len Testa took a screenshot of a chat he had or someone he knew had with the uh with the chat option on the disney website through whether it was genie plus or just the disney my disney experience where you can chat with somebody and the person asked what are some good breakfast options at epcot so they wanted to get a get some suggestions which i didn't even i've never even thought to ask the chat that kind of question but apparently you can and the response to the question was the following here are a few suggestions for breakfast at epcot in future world garden grill in norway akershus royal banquet hall in france la halle boulangerie patisserie in norway kringle bakery og cafe in mexico la cantina de san angel and then the following, and the next thing is the following serve lunch before noon. Electric umbrella, coral reef, and it goes on. Now, most people listening probably heard a few things in there that set off some question marks. For one, Garden Grill is not open for breakfast. Two, Akershus is not open, period, since they closed for the pandemic so two years that's been closed uh three they don't refer to it as future world anymore disney doesn't no i mean you and i will probably call it future world for the rest of our lives but they call it 
I don't even know what they they call it something else completely, right? Like the, the yeah, land. it's not the land. They call it something else. Yeah, I, I don't even care. But and to boot, they spelled Epcot capital E lowercase p c o t, which officially it's all capital letters again. E p c o t is how it used to be. They went to the lowercase. Now it's back to all uppercase. I only say this. That stuff is nitpicking the future world and the and the Epcot thing. But this is from Disney. This is their official communications. If they can't get this stuff right and they don't know what's open and what's not, how do they expect people to do this stuff? Like now you, you're gonna first go... of all, do you think that this is an actual person? <clears throat> no. So this is a bot. It's a bot, which makes it worse, actually. Right. That makes it much worse. So Len actually followed up with another tweet uh i'm told that disney is now aware of this situation and will be addressing the recommendations i'm told it is a bot that needs updating so they're just out there giving bad information to people who haven't been to the parks like a lot of people haven't gone since they closed down in 2020 like this is a lot of people's first traveling since the coronavirus started you're looking for some updates, and they're giving you bad information. Can I tell you something? This is garbage. Go ahead. Go on. This is ab- this is absolute garbage. This is a joke. Absolutely. That you have a freaking bot answering questions. Yeah. Just that on top of it. I mean, it's one thing if it was a real person and they gave you wrong information... I can forgive that. I could say, okay, they need to do a little better training, but that is somewhat forgivable. But you have a bot. One, you shouldn't be answering your paying customers with a bot anyway. Well, don't call, first of all, don't call it a chat. Right. Have it a frequently asked questions thing or something. Right. You could do that. And, or even say a it's a bot. If you say it's a, like, ask our bot. And if you don't get the answer you're looking for, you can wait in line to talk to an actual person or something. Yeah, I don't like that that aspect of the AI answering it and the bots and all that stuff. I mean, there's a time and place for it. I don't mind if I know it's a bot. At least you, you know, I'm not going to ask a bot its recommendations for breakfast, though, either. Because you know what you're getting from a bot? It's all computerized. So, obviously, this place is slow right now. Right. So, let's try to get these people over to this place. Oh, right. this place is packed. Well, let's not get let's not push this person to this place. So you're not the getting whole, the best recommendations. You're, you're getting not getting the, a recommendation. Yeah. It's a freaking absolute joke. Yeah, that's not good. They're trying to get you to where they have spaces open. <laughs> well, I would agree with that, except the bot doesn't even know what's open and well, what's Well, it not, doesn't so. know what's open and what's closed. Right. I mean, that's what just makes it funny to begin with. Ideally, the bot would be doing what you're saying. Ideally, on Disney's end, they would be pointing you in things that are either going to make them the most money or fill spaces. Right. That's that's what they want. Whereas they can't even they, get it programmed. But they right can't get that, that right yet. Yeah. Like if you ask a bot, where should I stay? What the bot should do, if you're the person controlling the bot, is tell you, you should stay at this hotel, which has the most openings for the most amount of money. Right. Right. Like, you're not going to say, the bot's not going to answer, well, what do you like to do? What are you looking forward to? What is important to you? They're going to say, well, Port Orleans French Quarter has the most openings, 
and it's $300 a night. So we're going to suggest that. Right. As opposed to all-star movies, which might be better suited for this particular person, but we're not going to bother to find that out because that's $100 less per night. Correct. And it has less openings. That's correct. Right. So that's what you're saying. There's no consultative selling. No. And now a real person would probably do the same thing, but they might make you feel like it was your decision to come to that conclusion. A good a good uh, salesperson that's a real person that you're chatting with so let's say let's say for instance you're a disney travel agent and you're having this conversation with me and you know that there is availability at port orleans we'll use the same example and all-star movies and you know that port orleans is higher you're going to make a little more money off of it if you can convince me of it but guess what you're going to convince me or you're going to give me the reasons why you think I should stay there and ultimately give me the good and bad of both. You're not going to say this has the most openings. You should stay here. You could say, well, I know it's a hundred dollars a night more, but you're getting this, you're getting, you know, transportation to Disney Springs. You're getting a sit down restaurant. You're getting pools with water slides. You're getting better pool bars. You're getting this, you're getting this, you're getting this. If only going to the parks open to close, is most important to you, then you probably should stay at all-star movies. A bot's never going to say that, whereas you might. So I I get that's what you're saying. Like, there's no personalization to it. It's all an algorithm, which they can't even get right in the first place. Which they can't get right to begin with. Which is amazing. Like, it'd be one thing if they said, like, Garden Grill, because at least that's open for lunch and dinner. It's not, like, completely closed, but they put in the... The Acker shoes, so what? I I don't even know if I ever say that right, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's yeah. Right. I mean, that's been completely closed for over two years. It's amazing that that is even an option to come up in a chat. It's incredible. It really is. I mean, it it makes you laugh, but it also, like you said, it it kind of drives you crazy if you really think about it. Lentesta. That's so stupid, though, isn't it? It's very dumb. Oh, and to boot, what I didn't, we didn't even get to the part. Um, it also recommended for lunch, which they didn't even ask. Apparently, it rec- recommended Electric Umbrella, which is demolished completely and replaced by what Creations Cafe is called now. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's. That's pretty fun. Like, just everything in that was wrong. The whole thing's just jacked. It's so stupid. Why even have that feature? Like, I'm sorry. Like, if you're going to chat with me and say, hey, I'm looking for a good lunch in Epcot, what do you recommend? What do you like? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what what, what do you like? And granted, you can't have a million people just chatting with these people. But why do you even have this stupid, ridiculous feature to begin with? Right. No, exactly. It's no personalization, like you said. It's it's nuts. You know, a company that's so concerned about, you know, their image and like they they pretend to be concerned about the guest experience. They kind of spit in the face of it an awful lot, don't they? Oh, all the time. Because you... why even have this feature? It, it They'd be better off not having this feature. There's no reason for it. Than to have it so jacked up like they have it. Right. Exactly. 
because now, because of this, now they've gone viral for a bad reason. And it's only going to go in the circles. It's going to be that Disney Twitter, you know, thing. It'll go away in a day. And the only people that see it are the people that wouldn't use it in the first place. But it's still just, it's a larger, it's a symptom of a larger problem. And it, it starts from the top. I hate, you know, I don't hate to say it because none of us like him anyway, JPEG. But, you know, it's just a lack of of caring about the product. The parts, oh, yeah, it's, it's a disregard. It's a disregard of the experience of the paying customer. It's just, it's embarrassing. I just see it as a factory to turn out, you know, money. It's a money making machine that they're just trying to squeeze every last dollar out of. But guess what? These machines need need work to keep working because at some point it's going to reach its breaking point. Just like anything, you have a car, you can spend a ton of money on a great car but if you don't you know get new brakes if you don't change the oil it's going to crap the bed at some point it doesn't matter how how much what reputation the car has how good of it, how good it is if you wash it every week if you don't fix the stuff under the hood when it needs attending to at some right. point it's just going to break down and it's going to be a lot harder to repair and I think that's what the point we're at now. It's still a shiny new car that people like driving, but there's stuff going on under that hood. It's just starting to creep up where they could fix it. They could take it into the shop and fix it pretty easily for a little bit of money. And they say, no, I don't want to spend the money right now. But if they don't fix it and they let it get worse and worse and worse, well, guess what? It's going to go to the junkyard and you're going to need a new car. And that's the last thing they can afford to let happen. But it won't. Ha- it's not going to happen all at once. There's always going to be people like us and the the people that want to go for the once in a lifetime thing. But at some point, if they let it keep getting worse and worse, little things, little things, little things, it's going to become a lot of little things or a few big things that are going to turn people off, and then they won't be making money. And they're going to look back and wonder what happened. But you're not going to be able to pinpoint one thing either. Right. Right. Which also is paper cuts. Yeah, exactly. That's basically what it is. And I still like it. And we both still like, I mean, I'm planning a trip. I'm looking forward to it. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm doing all this stuff, but there's things like just little things like that, that just are, are emblematic of something worse going on. And it's unfortunate. Anything else you want to mention about that parts? Uh no, you good? You want to wrap it up here? Go to yeah, our second can... break. Yeah, we'll go to our second break cards. All right, we'll be right back.
All right, we are back for break. Episode number 424 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast is in the books. Talked a little dining options and some some snafus on Disney's end. I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say. I think I, I said my piece. You have anything else? No. About that topic? No. Anything else dining-wise? I mean, what, do you, what are your thoughts so far on my... Uh, my tentative plan. I haven't heard Jico yet. Well, that's, that's well, that's but very concerning. I haven't done any of that part. I said we okay. haven't. I, that right. window hasn't opened for me. Okay, I'm just still concerned. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna. There's too gonna, much at that resort. There's no reason to leave. No, we're we're two full complete days where we have nothing but hanging out. Okay, there. I'm cautiously optimistic. I I guess that's yeah. a. Ter- I don't know. I'm I'm. I mean, concern. the Boma is happening once for breakfast, once for dinner, for sure. Chico's happening for dinner, and then we'll probably get Sanan there as well, just to do the whole thing, and then quick serve at the Mara to kind of fill in the blanks where we need to. Chico has a nice little breakfast too, and that's not you're staying over at Kadani. They have a um, they have a breakfast there. Sanan, you mean? Oh my bad. Yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. So nah. Yeah. No. I. I. It's like a quick serve almost, right? Yeah. It is. Breakfast. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look into that. I mean, I love Boma. I don't know if I want to do it two days in a row for breakfast because mm-hmm. it's heavy. Wouldn't be the worst decision. But it's not the made. worst thing in the world. Yeah. No, I'll be taking advantage of the resort there for sure. For sure. But yeah, that'll be. Uh, I'll have to look into it because I can't imagine like Boma filling up 60 days out for a breakfast reservation no even Jico, i'm not super concerned no i wouldn't but, be but i'll probably just put something on the books anyway just to have it to play around with i will be there on my birthday so i'm thinking Jico for my birthday wouldn't be a bad option either Trey, you get to go where you want on your birthday i get to pick that's right and who's not going to pick Jico? if you're staying there anyway i mean that's a no-brainer isn't it yeah, completely. And I have no brain, so it fits in perfectly. Boo. What do you got going on on our YouTube page parts? I'm going to continue with our uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge theme. I love it. So we just released um, the other gift shop. Which one's that? Zuri's? No, not Zuri. What's Zahari. it called? Zahari. Zahari, that's right. Zuri's is the candy shop at Animal Kingdom theme park. Um, Zahari walking tour and then you got something coming up following this i might i might throw in some uh game rooms Ooh, the arcades that's nice the girls will be watching that they love the arcades at disney something about the smell of them too i don't know what it is i love the smell of an arcade an arcade at a hotel just hits differently doesn't it it? does doesn't it just feels special like i could take them to chuck e cheese or go to david busters but the little game rooms at disney just feel better a nostalgia thing. Ah, oh, they're so nice. They are nice. We had so much fun with with the kids when we were when what was that? Just a couple years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, 2019. Oh, we had a blast. Yeah, I mean the one at Pop Century is really nice. I've spent some time there. Oh, that's it's one of the better big. ones. But the ones at uh, Orleans are actually quite large too, because we did that when we stayed there a few years ago with the girls. We spent I a lot of time. Smell of them. 
Yeah, so that'll be good. So we got some game room stuff coming up. And then you have some of the uh, older videos, which you're featuring again. Yep, those are coming out on Mondays and Wednesdays. Nice. I saw you did the uh, the torch ceremony, right? Did you watch that? I've watched it initially. I didn't watch it today. Yeah, have you given it a thumbs up? And a... I'm sure I, I always give our videos a thumbs up parts. I'll go back and check and make sure, but I'm pretty sure I did. Is that now? Is that something that they're getting rid of too because of the building? Because of COVID, DVCs over there. No, the when they build the DVCs at Polynesia. Oh, I don't know because the ceremony's right outside the main lobby. Right, but I thought that was part of like they do that and then they walk over to the luau or something, wasn't that? Part of it or is that totally separate? Am I conflating? I think that two might things? be separate. It might be just conflating two things. But Either yeah, way. I mean, they're they're not. They, if it's gone, they're not going to bring that back. <laughs> yeah, well, no. Why would they? Surprised they still do the flag retreat at this point. So they just haven't cut that out <laughs> completely. Anyway, that being said, <laughs> you know where to find us. Go to YouTube.com. Search for WDW Beyond the Gates. Subscribe. Leave us thumbs up on our videos. We appreciate that. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you download your podcast, searching for WDW Beyond the Gates, WDWBTG.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is at WDWBTG. Uh, you can email the show, info at WDWBTG.com, Mike at WDWBTG.com, and Gary at WDWBTG.com. Did I leave anything out, sir? Negative, sir. All right, that's going to do it for episode number uh, 424 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. From my co-host Mike, my name is Gary. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you.